You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Racket Ramblers Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one third of your host. I am Jeremy. Uh, where to find me on social media? Look at the show notes, nigga. Um, and I'm joined by my friends that and my co-host. That shit ain't in the show notes. You gonna get bl- well? They probably uh, they probably already got you blocked. And the lawsuits are still that's pending. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> on your ass. On your joints. <laughs> Maybe I, I do have a question. I'm sorry, I done fucked up the intro. <laughs> uh, do you or do you not have a holiday blouse? You know what, Curtis? And then you opted not to wear it on Thanksgiving. That's okay. We'll be ready for Christmas. Yeah, we're going to be waiting. You gave us the raw end of the deal for Thanksgiving. I knew I was trying to see how you were suited and booted for Thanksgiving and the nigga talk about he been sleeping. You know he what? slept on Thanksgiving because yeah, he had to work the next season. day. Okay, oh. well, what did that have to do with you putting on your church slacks? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Well, okay>. you. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Candice. All social media is not so newly wear PC. And I'm actually recording with Curtis live in person. Uh, and, and so the, you see how the you see how we coming out the gate. Coming out the gate swinging. I'm surprised Jeremy can function with them four Thanksgiving plates he went and picked okay. up today. I'm surprised the the itis ain't smacked you in the gut. Uh, it will after we record when I go get some liquor, but that's fine. Yeah. Huh? We know how you keep yourself running. <laughs> that nigga open, he gonna be moonshine. <laughs> but <laughs> you know me. So we are switching up the order completely on this episode. But first and foremost, uh, the usual announcement: go and get your tickets for the live show. Um, we want to see y'all in the place in Atlanta, Georgia, next February. So go ahead and do that. And also, for a couple more days, when you hear this, if you listen to it early enough, we're having a Black Friday Thanksgiving merch sale. So it's 25% off all merch and free shipping for any orders over $50. So if you can't come to the live show, but you want to help us in another way, then get some discount merch and Candace will do her thing and me thing. And hey, you have a new shirt to wear or whatever you order. It's all good. We have a new design uh, that Bree did, uh, somebody's fine mama design, and you can customize that to say uncle or auntie or dad, daddy. We got you. So mosey on over to the store, get you a piece. And we're starting with my shows this week because they were kind of dry. So first and foremost, Tokyo Tony's Finding Love ASAP. This is episode three. Let me spell it out for you. So before we get into that, I have to be fair and honest. I took one for the team because I was mildly curious, and I went to Apple Music. Mm. Mm. And in Apple Music, I searched Larry Garrett. You know what? Fuck you. (laughs) 
fuck you because I now that I know where you going, fuck you because you had put that bullshit in the group chat and that shit stunk. It was terrible. Terrible, bitch. You you need to go. You need to go back to the Ike and Tina review, bitch, because this (laughs) ain't it. Terrible. And I'm not gonna hold y'all. The first verse when she was talking about got a little money, I was (laughs) screaming. I was like, what? First of all, that's a lot. But second of all, it was mm, that was and it's like you can tell that she can sing, but I don't know what she was doing on this song because everything was so much I was like, oh Mm so um it's a fuck you to both Lyrica and Tokyo Tony. And I mean I guess to to me since I put in the group chat listen to shit. I gave it a fair shake. I listened to it about three times. And that was only because I was driving and I couldn't get to my phone. But I was fair. <laughs> I, 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 I did listen. And it was a yikes. One, one of five stars would not recommend. You did your due diligence, friend. Yes. So, Lyrica suggests that they have a spelling bee as a challenge. Excuse me? <laughs> and a house full of motherfuckers that look because like they don't Tokyo know how to spell want somebody smart. Mm. And so the way that you prove your intelligence is to have a spelling bee. Bitch, we in fifth grade. What is going on? So. She can't even smell. She not even smart. Hold that thought. (laughs) Hold that thought, friend. So, first and foremost, um, Gandalf, a.k.a. Cookie Monster, has completely changed his whole story about the Trump art. Because mm. now he's talking about, oh, I wasn't talking about politics. I was just talking about politicians in general. Mm. I wasn't talking about anybody specific. They ran the beautiful bean footage back where he literally said Obama was the worst president. He left everything a mess and Trump is coming in and cleaning up other people's mess. Mm-hmm. But now, because he don't want to be labeled as a Trump supporter to the whole group and namely Tokyo Tony, he tried to say, oh, no, I was talking about politicians. Mm-hmm. Sir, suck on a candy cane and die. Like, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Yeah, you already about dead anyway, you old racist bastard. That part. That, yeah. So, Big D and Lil D, the father and son weirdness, talk about the Trump argument, and then Big Nigga comes in. And Big, num- big Nigga, you know, we... Mm. Um... <laughs> We, we ought to just start calling the nigga the green mile. But that's fucked up. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> My man, that's too far. <laughs> Curtis. My man. <laughs> we need to put this in the Oh, my bad. I wasn't going to say it at first, but I didn't want y'all getting on my case about it. My bad. We're not going to fuck I'm just saying. This definitely going to be a hairline clip. <laughs> I looked at the material. That might not be. We might be getting some real. My bad. Oh, so anyway. Big nigga comes in, button into the conversation. But he's like, what happened? And they start going back and forth. And he's on this whole, brother, brother, listen to me, brother. Man, we can't be like that, brother. That's your brother. 
I'm like, who are you, Andy Stone? Like, what the fuck? Listen here, Malcolm, extra large. If you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. Um. So that we should just call him Green Mile. I'm not ever letting that go. Your face was funny as fuck. Wasn't expecting that. I mean, to be fair, do y'all ever really be expecting the shit that I'm saying? Nope. That's the point. It's part of the charm. Yeah, that's true. So that was trash. The whole spell of me was a fucking mess. Mm. And so she gave, what's the nigga? Um, something with a P. The one that liked Lyrica, Jeremy. What's his? Uh, oh, shit. I don't forgot the nigga name. The, whatever, the, whatever the nigga name that wants Lyrica G secretly, she gave him a word. He spelled it, he, she, and the word was fornication. So she's like, I'm gonna give you the word, spell the word, and then talk nasty to me with the word. And I was like, "What is this bitch so horny?" Yeah, that's what's that's what's <laughs> killing me. Like, bitch, you didn't have to have a whole show to get you some dick at all. At least you could have went on Tinder, girl. What did you even do? I was gonna say you even gotta pay for it. I'm sure. But she gave him the word fornication. He spelled it correctly. She told him to spell it again. He spelled it again, and she was starting to clown him as if he spelled the word wrong. The producers was like, no, he's, he spelled it right the first time. America was like, girl, he spelled it right the first time. So she like, oh, shit, I don't even know how to spell the damn word. Imagine a bitch who can't spell clowning you about being able to spell. I know you fucking lying. Now, mind you, this was all started because apparently Tokyo Tony's, um, air quotes, writing a book. Mm. And they took words from the book for the spelling bee. Is it about is who knows? Who knows? I mean, I'm assuming it's gonna be a book about her coochie crawling, but I don't know. Okay. Never know. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons and shit. But the fact that you're taking these words from your book that you can't spell, but just know that you ain't writing no book. So honestly, you really played yourself. But I mean, you took your time. You've been doing that. Yes. So outside of that, um, let's see. Romy Rome, who had, I don't know if it was just me when I was watching it. Maybe I had a fresh set of eyes or maybe I was tired. But he looked like a whole crackhead. Like, still on crack. Like, he he don't even look like a recovering crackhead. So. Mm. Mm. I'm starting to feel like all of that I don't pimp shit is, you know, just his mind playing tricks on him. <laughs> on crowd of the crack. Mm. Um, Delusions of crack true. Mm. He didn't know how to spell black or China. I don't know why she gave him black China, because I'm like, if you want him to talk nasty to you, why would you want to use your daughter's name? And I think what he said was, come on, black China, I'm going to be your, your new daddy or something. And I'm just like, yeah. Mm. First of all, you look like Tokyo Tony's twerker with would blow your little skinny ass out the water. But whatever. Uh, big nigga, she told him to spell big nigga. Do you know this motherfucker spelled it with the hard er? <laughs> and was dead serious. <laughs> and everybody was like, "What?" That part took me out. <laughs> no, then it gets worse. Because then she called good credit because she might pick up good credit and big nigga at the same time. 
So she called good credit white ass over there to tell him to spell it and use it in a sentence. So he spelled it with an A. So everybody was like, thank you. But when he used it in a sentence, he just said be in because he didn't want to get beat up. Because I, I feel like every man and woman in the vicinity would have ascended and whooped his ass. Correct. And he, he knew it. Yeah. He they knew would, it. They would have turned him into that champ that champagne turkey that Dre was cooking. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw the tweet talking about what's going on. Nobody roasted me this shit, girl. We don't care. We don't care, bitch. We know you can't cook. We over it. We get it, beloved. Right. Um, so then she also made good credit, performed the song, <laughs> um, he had an acoustic guitar. What? Ed Sheeran and I'm going to tell y'all, I sound so flabbergasted because this is one of the shows that I'm not watching. Just because it has been far more enjoyable just based on the commentary to me. <laughs> so when Jeremy and Curtis talk about it, it brings me pure enjoyment and shock at the antics on this fucking show. That's I think your here. responses are appropriate. I like it. Yes. Yes. So yeah, he gave it a John Mayer remix. Yeah. <laughs> he struggled a little bit on the words when he got through it. And so I was like, okay, that this is a mess. I mean, um, you can't really hold for struggling through it because the song itself is a struggle. It, it was facts of present. That song is fucking awful. You know, you probably need to be slapping your mouth for that. <laughs> Definitely do. Yeah, but you got a big old mouth, so I might be like, okay. <laughs> um, hey, okay. <laughs> I mean, mm. that was pretty much all I cared about with the spelling bee. The rest of that shit. Mr. Cuban, he's, you know, PESL, so we don't know how to spell shit. Um, so we move on to the elimination. And the way that they were dressed, I'm not sure whose show it was. Because when I tell you, Lyrica had her titties all the way out. Mm. Lyrica, yeah, I'm about to say, it, it constantly, it almost sounds like she be on here, like, trying to get right. Listen, I mean, I, I feel like she might be trying to jockey to get her own dating show after. Right. You're like, well, Tokyo Tony can do it. I can do it. And it's like, neither one of y'all should be doing it, so please leave us alone. Yeah. Um, so, Papai was the nigga's name that started with the P that I couldn't remember. Papai. Yes. Papai. Yes. Um, big nigga still couldn't spell nigga. He said he got up there and said N I G G E A. What? And everybody was like, huh? I'm like, this nigga cannot be serious. You're not gonna tell me your big ass don't know how to spell nigga the way we say it. Like, I don't know what kind of shit you do. I don't know what why you performing, but get out of our face with that shit. Sir, you got six goddamn kids. I know you've been to a spelling bee more than once in your life. God damn it, you know how to fucking spell. I don't know about all that. But even, you know, around the way niggas know how to spell nigga. They may not be able to spell nothing else. Mm. But anyway, so she gives him a hug and instantly her face, she, she had the bitter beer face. And she was like, you been eating onions? A pussy? 
I was like, girl. Mm. Girl. Mm. I ain't never said I ain't never heard nobody say that somebody pussy smell like onions, but I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of fermentation or something. Mm. But we did confirm though during the episode that he does work security. So yeah. you know, I feel like my assessment was spot on. Like you you here to get an extra check, but you definitely work security for the event. Yeah. For this show. Because otherwise you just you look stupid on him, my dude. Yeah. As ever um, this episode. Yeah. Papa's still very obvious that he won't dare but he like he walked up there and could barely take his eyes off Lyric. And even Tokyo Tony looked at Lyric and looked back at him like, damn, what's really good? Mm-hmm. And honestly, um I I would hope that Tokyo Tony lets Lyric have. I mean, I don't know if she won them, but at some point she gotta be like, You're not here for me, you're here for Lyrica. So why don't you just go stand by Lyrica? Right. But that was that. Um she told Mr. Salsa, because you danced so well and you met a new boyfriend that I introduced you to, you get to stay. I was like, girl, because she won't take her foot off his neck about uh the white man cotton being attracted to him. Um but then we, we move forward. So Little D got eliminated, which, I mean, I ain't feel no way about that because it's weird that you're on this show with your daddy anyway. Right. Completely. Although with all the shit your daddy been kicking up, he might be upset that you leaving because he ain't got no backup. Right. Get his not to say that the shit he been kicking up is not good shit because that Trump shit was, was not it. But I don't know. You lost your backup. Cause I don't think the son can fight, but he definitely looks like he he stabbed a nigga before. Yeah. So yeah. crappy. He's crappy. He he looked he looked like he would definitely stab over his daddy. So yes. There's that. And then after she said all that shit to Mr. Salsa about having a new boyfriend, she eliminated Cotton. Now mind you, Cotton was up there dressed a hot fucking mess. He had on like some kind of Hawaiian tie-dye pink. Uh, tank top and some real short pink get them girl shorts and it was just like my G my G why are you on here dressed like Chibi Moon like what's going on many moon powers activate yeah, like my dude. And then you ain't got no ass, so it ain't no full moon either. Like, it's just all bad, my dude. So, he out of there. <laughs> he out of there. They even have. Um, because she basically, Tony, Tokyo Tony was like, I really feel like you and Mr. Sauce would be a cute couple. Um, I feel like you might have a shot, and I don't want to lose to you. So, you got to get the fuck. I'm like, okay. Yes. So that's where we are with the show. Um, I believe the next episode is when we're gonna see Popeye sitting by the pool with Lyrica trying to make a move, and she acting like she don't want him to. But I feel like she definitely want to fuck him. She may not want to keep him, but I definitely feel like she want to fuck him. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what other kind of bozo ass goofy challenges she got for these men that she don't really want. And that's that on Tokyo Tony. So we're going to slide right on 
to Atlanta. I wonder if this if Tokyo Tony show is in Atlanta. Because they put the name of the mansion that they're renting at the beginning, but I'm not sure where it is. I assumed that it was in Atlanta, but it might not be. Mm. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So this is episode four of season 12, Love, Marriage, and Sour Peaches. Mm. So if y'all will recall, on the last episode of this trash, Nene is making her way to the other Bravo flow where Cynthia and Noelle and Giselle Bryant and whoever the fuck else is. Um, she and Cynthia see each other. And Nene is like, hey, Miss Bailey. And she's like, hey, Miss Beach, you look good. Like, it was just real stupid. I didn't really get the point of Nene doing that. Because if you got to go out of your way to prove you the bigger person, just sit your ass down somewhere. Like, yeah, and the whole, oh, Nene spoke to me. Can I speak back? Noelle, you was a grown motherfucking woman. Why? And she said that after the fact. Like, girl, you already had a conversation with her. Oh, she asked you how school or whatever. Okay, that's good. And she walked off. I just didn't get the point of any of it. Yeah. She started taking pictures with Giselle and all kinds of other shit. I just, because my thing with that is, y'all at a parade. If you just happen to not pass each other's path, and speak. Who cares? Talking about me and Cynthia been friends. We were friends for so long. I share so much of my life. I'm always speak to her. Well, if you're gonna always speak to her, always get over what the fuck y'all going through and call it a day. Yeah. Because if I don't fuck with you, I'm not speaking. I'm definitely not going out of my way to speak to you or your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. So you clearly give a fuck. So just if that was something I could say, I get sick of Nini's tough girl act. Because she do be giving a fuck, and it's obvious she give a fuck. God, when it went out my way to speak to no fucking Cynthia. What? You're not even there for her. Y'all ain't there to rally around no will. Y'all are there because Bravo got a float. End of the day. So, did not get it. Uh, Portia goes to therapy, and she did a whole lot of fake crying over dinners. Like, she can't act. And I'm not saying that she didn't go through it over Dennis, but she's clearly already over it by the time they started feeling. Because she cannot project any type of emotion whenever she starts talking about nope. tears be fake. She she be sounding like London, but all that fake crying, <laughs> like. Mm, yeah. Okay, come here. Okay. Like it, it would. I feel like whoever's writing along the script. They have the wrong person because to me it's like we know Portia is not that talented. She She's not. If you could have just let her be a boss bitch and get over the breakup. Yeah, either that or you could have went with anger. I'm sure that would have been a lot easier for her to emote than this sadness. Sad. <laughs> Depression, disappointment. Girl. Not saying she didn't go through any of that, but like you said, by the time this started filming, she wasn't going through that shit no more. And you could tell she. Sure, she going to therapy. Movie. Shout out to you for doing fake doing the work or at real doing the work. I don't know. But I tell you what, that therapist tugged your wig off your goddamn hair. He was like, mm. well, this was a speedy relationship. You think you missed a lot of the signs? Mm. I was like, ooh. Things people have told her before she didn't want to hear. I knew his dating history, but I just figure Me? you just figure... You well, you got in your pick me bag and figured you was different mm. than the rest of the women he treated like shit. And history has shown us time and time again, mm. on and off the internet, you are not the exception. 
He's not the exception. A nigga treat his all his exes like shit. He gonna treat you like shit. And lo and behold, while you was sitting down baking that goddamn bun in the oven, he was getting his dick sucked and getting his dick wet. He did not care about nothing. Nigga didn't care if your feet were swollen, didn't care if your back was hurting, didn't see if you needed a massage, wasn't going to the doctor's appointment. He was out fucking. But again, so busy trying to sack chase. Like, I feel like Portia's mama and probably her daddy just did her in growing up because they raised her to be a trophy. You too pretty to be with somebody who ain't got nothing. You too pretty for this. You too pretty for that. She's 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 a cute enough girl. She has an amazing body, especially if you stand her and her sister side by side. You definitely can see all the differences. But all that being pretty shit has gotten you nowhere. You divorced. You a baby mama. You got cheated on while you was pregnant. It's led to nothing. Being pretty ain't got you shit. You you chasing a you chasing a bag when you getting your own money. So that should be the least of your concerns at this point. At least you being pretty did get you that. Yeah. Got you on this show. Got you on what is it, Ricky Smiley? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine having to work with that. Anyway. Listen, that's why I don't even hold it's, you to come back early. Because imagine being around them motherfuckers. That nigga look like your aunt Turkey. Exactly. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like it's gotten you nowhere. Like you got to dig deeper now. Dennis wasn't it. Okay, he got some hot dog shops. He do some scamming here and there in Atlanta. But you come from a well-respected family in Atlanta. At this point, stop chasing after niggas for money only. I ain't saying go get you the brokest nigga you can. I'm saying learn, find some balance. Yes. A, a motherfucker ain't got to be making millions of dollars. Your ass can find somebody that's making six figures and you can settle down and be happy. Shit, you grossing six figures. He get to grossing six figures. Y'all mid six figures. What's wrong with that? He pushing eventually. Well, I mean, if you're smart, you'll pull seven figures out of this show. A lot of these girls do not have the business acumen that Candy and Nene have, and it is truly sad because, we, I mean, I can say what I want about Nene, but one thing she did when she got her foot in that goddamn door, she ain't been hungry since, and she ain't depending on Greg's old ass since. Nene has gotten on that show and got her own bag. Whether she come back to the show or not, because that's her best bag, true, but still, she's constantly had something going on. She got the, the boutique, she had the pizza store that white man bought her, she was doing the comedy shit, whatever the case may be, Nene find a way to keep a check coming in with and without housewives. So I just, I don't understand Portia having nothing to show for all these years on housewives. Literally, Portia has been on housewives since she was married to Cordell Stewart. Mm. When I seen you go through a whole divorce, date multiple niggas, and this where you end up. Mm. With, a, with a nigga that own a hot dog shop that can't keep his hot dog in his motherfucking pants. And built like a hot dog. That's true. And got his whole dick facts tattooed on his body. Listen. I don't want to see that shit. I be looking at fine niggas on, the, on Instagram and shit. And when they be having like people faces tatted on their chest, I be like, that got to be awkward as fuck during said. Yeah, but I'm, how I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do? That's your grandma. Yeah, you got your abuela sitting up there on your pet. <laughs> like, no, nigga. <laughs> your shirt on. Look at how fine you are. Like, that shit weird. But 
What else happened? Um, so Kenya. Mm. Kenya is pretending that she can't understand why her quote unquote marriage to Mark isn't as good as Candy's to is to Todd. Yeah, because Candy's marriage to Todd is real, bitch. Yeah. They actually love each <laughs> I mean, other. Look at the material. And they like fucking each other. And they actually, it was actually an organic situation. They were introduced by I think it was Phaedra, right? Didn't Phaedra introduce her to Todd? I can't remember. I know he was working for the. Sh- I know he was working for the show, yeah. but if I remember correctly, Phaedra knew him and introduced Candy to him, and then Sparks got to flying. Which mm. I ain't never met Todd in my a day in my life, and when I see him on my TV screen, Sparks fly because that man is just super fucking fine. Like I, I just be like, damn. I would like to see it, as we always say with Candy and Todd. He ain't tallest, but you know. Yeah. Height is overrated when, you know. I mean, she talking about uh, Todd and Candy still newlyweds. They've been married for a while now, girl. They have settled into a groove. And you trying to compare their marriage to you and Mark's marriage just lets me know how much you have, you lack self-awareness and continue to lack it. You've never had it. You really are a dingbat, bitch. Like, I cannot... You are fucking stupid, Kenya. Like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? This nigga you go on the anniversary vacation and not take the nanny. And he got pissed that you wanted to take the nanny. He didn't want to spend no time with you. No. He didn't want y'all to have no alone time. And when you refused to not bring the nanny, he was like, fuck it. Then y'all just go on the anniversary trip. Shit. Hey, Suck my dick. Mm. How you celebrate your anniversary alone? Mm. In Turks and Caicos with the baby. Well, when you do clownery, can you? When you do clownery. He she was she was nothing more than an incubator for Mark. And we said this last week. Correct. Skin aside, Kenya is a very pretty woman. That little girl is fucking adorable. He got yes. what he wanted. He good. He he good on Kenya. He don't want like, nothing to do with her. I'm He'll good, pass. Man. I'm good, love. Don't enjoy it. Leave me the fuck But up. I also think he see what type of a goofy bitch she is, too. And he probably is super duper turned off at this point. I mean... But she's always been a goofy bitch. You watch TV, you can see that. So I... I mean, I get a lot of from him that he trash on his own. Oh, yeah. He's super yeah. trash. Two pieces yeah. of trash together. You're not going to get nothing spectacular out of that. Absolutely not. My only thing with that is... If it is indeed true that you only see Kenya as an incubator, you got the baby that you wanted. I'm assuming that you must have some kind of prenup because otherwise getting married didn't make sense to me. Because that's going to put you in a whole different ball game as far as trying to get divorced. Yeah. And so now I'm wondering, like, is this going to turn into one of them things where it's like we're not together, but we don't want to get divorced because neither one of us want to go through the financial challenge of getting divorced mm. i don't know but we'll i guess we'll see what happens yeah. um because i think i saw some on twitter where like one of his or one of y'all put in the group chat like one of his businesses just got bankrupt or something like that so, oh did it yeah i think i, I saw that, that. On, I, as a matter of fact i think i saw that on brook page that like one of his businesses got closes and shit and he in bankruptcy Oh, well, she be having all the tea, so I wouldn't be surprised. But didn't I say that, too? I said not only he he see her as an incubator and a check, because of proximity to her gets him some shot. 
Yeah, you said that. Now, he's stupid because he should have pulled the trigger and got the ball rolling for getting a place open in Atlanta. Like, it only makes sense to secure your bag in that way because once we stop caring about Kenya and if y'all get divorced, we're not going to care about you no more. So it makes a lot more sense to have your foot in the door in Atlanta because you never know. They might come film in there. You never know what might happen. But I, I can't really tell where they're going. Yeah, I can't. And it and a, a part of me is like creeped out because I'm just kind of like, if y'all, if you married this woman to have a leg up to to get her connections, why are you treating her so god awful so soon? Yeah. Like her saying you should open up a business in Atlanta, that's a good fucking idea. So I don't I, like I really want to understand his motive, but I don't see it. Other than he just really do not fucking like her and she paid him, she gave him a lump sum of money or some shit because it just don't make no sense to carry on like that when the opportunity to make more money and to have more opportunities is right there in your face. Right. You ain't got the light, can you? But at least fake it so you can secure multiple bags. Listen, it's like you barely spend any time with her as it is. You can't fake it for a couple of days while y'all filming. Come on, dude. Seriously, come the fuck on. Niggas are stupid, so even when they find, we know that Pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, brought Eva to dinner because Marlo invited Cindy. <laughs> she did not tell Eva that Marlo extended the invitation. She did not tell Marlo that Eva was going to be there. And I'm just like, Cynthia, what's your end game? Uh, yeah. This ain't no absent-minded shit. You did that on her. Yeah, you was, this was calculated. And the thing is, everybody's still giving you a pass to sweet Cynthia, but you doing shit that's super fucking messy, mm. super conniving. You, first man. of all, Eva's super pregnant at this point. You know she don't have no rap for Marlo. Why even bring her there to cause any type of undue stress to a pregnant woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you've been calling it that Cynthia ain't the sweet, pretty bitch that everybody thinks she is. No, she not. She she pretty. And them titties been sitting nice in that confessional. Yes. But other than that, Cynthia's a messy boost. But I, you know, I always knew that because you gotta be some form of messy to fuck with Nini that heavy. <laughs> yeah. Kim Zolciak, messy yeah. as fuck, always arguing. Sure. When Sheree and Nini was tight, always fucking arguing because they equally fucking messy and equally keep shit going. Yeah. Points were made. Points were made. When uh, Phaedra and Nene got super close, that's mm. when Phaedra was trying to obliterate mm. Candy and Todd. Mm. So, you, I don't put anything past Cynthia. She looks sneaky. Um, she do. <laughs> she, do. she looks sneaky to me. Yeah, she do. Me and Curtis laughed about it earlier. Noelle looked like her face being smushed in. Yeah. <laughs> Like she got Cynthia face, but look like somebody's pinching her whole face down. <laughs> Maybe it's because she's not as tall as Cynthia. It's um, something. I just be like, she's okay, a girl, she is. But she she do look like somebody thumped her in the nose. Yeah. Mm. Just a bit, just a bit. So when Marlo shows up, Eva got right on up and got the fuck out of Dodge. She went downstairs, had all her food, but she ordered the whole menu brought down to her. Marlo's like, "Can I try to do it?" And <laughs> Eva was like, leave her a little bit of dust, but bring the rest of my shit. And I wasn't mad at her because even if I'm not pregnant, if I don't fuck with somebody, don't be trying to spring them on me at any time or any place. 
Right. I will decide whether or not I want to engage with them. You don't get to decide that part. That part. And I don't know. I mean, Marlo, you should have enough of a storyline now that you are uh, auntie mom. What that munty, which ugh, that sounds stupid. I pray for them kids. Pray for them kids because she exposing them to all types of prostitution <laughs> and scamming and shit like that. Marlo LLC and shit like girl. I, that's a strong enough storyline that I don't feel like you need to be on here trying to play peacekeeper. I, yeah, I and don't. Barely like you anyway. You can't play peacekeeper if you got beef with people. In the, in the right. You like, can't. That's just not how it works. You, you dragged that girl for filth about her finances and her private life, her personal life, for no fucking reason other than you was bored. And now you think she's supposed to play nice with you. I Like, I get it. Now, me, I'm a, I thrive on negativity. So a bitch <laughs> like me would have stayed right there and I would have threw a drink in Marlo fucking face or something. Or I would have <laughs> smashed that duck in her face. She would have asked for a piece of duck and I would have smashed the whole plate in her fucking face. And that just would have been that. But... We don't have nothing to talk about. We will never be friends. You didn't know anything about me, and you went on a whole fucking campaign tour to make me look like some broke, dusty bitch. And the thing is, all you bitches been in that position. Y'all finances have been up and down before. Before oh, you start getting... Mm. You are literally, baby, you was a sugar baby. Everything that you have, Marlo, then came from married white men. Mm. Old married white men. A sugar baby and a scammer. You have made your money laying on your back and ain't nothing wrong with it because if you gon' if you gon' give out pussy, then it should be beneficial for you. But to be running around doing the shit you was doing with Eva, yeah, I don't have nothing for you either, bitch. We could never, we could never, we could never. And not Mm-mm. trying to not trying to be peacemaker when you done kept up all this hell. My little girl fucking. <sighs> I mean, maybe that's what happened. Listen, Nene did what I would have did when Marlo was sitting at that table talking about is you gonna apologize? What the fuck would I apologize for? Mm. I haven't done shit to Cynthia for real. Yeah, we have our little spats and this, that, and the third, but every crucial down point that we have seen Cynthia have on that show, Nene has always been there for Cynthia. When her family was sabotaging the wedding, trying to uh, hide the marriage certificate so she couldn't marry Peter, Nene had her back. When they went through the divorce, Nene had her back. When she was going through this shit last season and Nene was trying to tell her, this nigga is on some trash. She took that personal. Well, I don't care. I, just let me handle it. You end up not being with the nigga. Mm. Nene really handled it, if I remember correctly. Mm-mm. Nope, got dragged for He finessed her. Yeah. Finessed her, and he was bold-faced lines for you to be sitting up here being besties with the same bitch who brought it to your door. Because that was Eva. Wasn't that Eva? Yeah, that was Eva. Cynthia's stupid. Yeah, she's super goofy. But Marlo, Nene told her, like, Marlo, leave it alone. You don't, you ain't got shit. Pick sides. Just stay out of it. That's all I'm asking you. Stay out of it. That I don't, well, you think you are? I don't owe the bitch shit. Nene got right on up. So we moved to the next scene where Marlo was meeting with Nene. And all the stuff that Candace just said, Nene got right on up and hoofed it out of there. Got in her little horse and carriage. I mean, I'm surprised she wasn't the horse, but I mean, you know, every horse. <laughs> oh my God, what was that that you showed me on Twitter when somebody was like, "Go, Nene." <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that moose. That <laughs> moose. <laughs> 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 
Mm. Yeah, so yeah, she got up and Marlo followed out leaks. Leaks, you just gonna leave me leaks? Yes, bitch. What mm. else am I do? Leaving leaks. That's my name. <laughs> um, what else? What else? So Candy and Todd, they um, they go to a uh, what's it called? An ultrasound with the surrogate. They they bring Ace with them. All of that is nice, you know, he doing typical kid thing, asking questions and stuff like that. Um, they asked him what he wanted to name the baby, and he said, I like Blaze. So I was trying to figure out, did they let him name her, or did they already pick out the name? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. Like, I like it. Like, I think they said it, and he was like, Blaze, and that was the end Either of it. Either scenario is the food, but I mean, yeah. congratulations again on the and why did it was so weird? Dr. Jackie was like, uh, yeah, she gonna have a baby. We gonna hand the baby to y'all, take y'all to a bonding room, yeah. and that's the end of the shit. Yeah, she like, right. it's so final like that. What do y'all expect for that woman? Y'all keep trying to have that woman around. She's gonna get attached to her fucking baby. And it's not gonna be your baby no more, bitch. Follow directions. Follow directions. And it's not like you ain't gonna never talk to the girl again. You got her fucking phone number. If you want to talk to her, you can talk to her. But you've had nine months, Candy. You know the process after a baby is born. You know that you got to have that skin to skin contact with both parents if they're there. You know how this works. What did you think they was gonna do? And in a lot of instances, the surrogates don't they don't want to see the baby because they don't want to get attached. Exactly. And she can't afford to get attached to this baby because biologically it is not her baby. Exactly. That's y'all's baby. So why y'all acting like you don't know how this process works? I didn't get that. I mean, I feel like that might have been fluffed up a little bit just to fill out the scene. Yeah. Right. But you know, you you never really know. You do know, because I'm like, Candy, you you are too business-minded not to know how this works. I was just about to say, we just we just sat up here and even talked about the process, and we ain't never looked into uh, surrogacy. Nope. But I just know common sense is they going to take that baby and put it right in your arms and get that baby as far away from the carrier as possible just to avoid any conflict. Because if she say she attached to the baby and because she carried it, I think legally it's her baby. So, yeah, it's so many That's loopholes. You don't want to get into do what they do what they tell you to do, honey, and like, call it a day. Jack, gonna, she gonna get the fuck dragged later in the show. Mm. She knows what she's mm. doing at work. Listen she's a great OBGYN. Yeah. yeah, That's why y'all went to her. Yeah, paying all this shit out of pocket because y'all rich. So it ain't like you uh got Kaiser, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't on no HMO. You paying full prices. So, girl, for it. all the money you didn't spent for this baby to come into the world, you better take that baby and run your ass in the opposite direction and let that girl get back to healing and spending that fifty thousand dollars how she okay. won't. I don't even know if that's how much they paid her, but I know like when the, when this first started, like last season, and Doctor Jackie was like, you know, surrogates make somewhere between thirty five and fifty k and shit like that, and so I was like, oh, okay, that seemed low. That seemed low for nine months of hell. Mm, yeah, yeah, that seemed low. So during the ultrasound, Kenya is text texting Candy on some. Please, someone please call 911. Like, she's like, I, I really need to talk to this fraud, blah, 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 blah. So Candy is like, Todd, you good with taking Ace? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go to Kenya. And he's like, all right, cool, you know. 
Um, Todd is a cool dad, so we like that. I do like to see that. Like, she don't have to be like, can you please? Like, he's just like, I mean, I was going to do that anyway. It's my son, so <laughs> I'm going you. So Candy hosted over to Kenya's house, and she's expecting some kind of full-blown meltdown. And Kenya's like, you want some lemonade, girl? What's going on? And I'm like, huh? Candy, like, huh? Candace was like, huh? We all like, Kenya, what is this? Because you text her bloody murder, bloody murder for her to hurry up and get over there just for you to act like it was just a regular scheduled social call. Um, but eventually, Candy, they sit down and they start talking and Kenya starts breaking down about the stuff with Mark and going on the the um, anniversary trip alone or just with baby Brooklyn, Mark didn't go. And just the way that she was presenting it, Candy was like, what's going on? Like, is he calling you out your name? Like, because you seem like real distraught. And Kenya, she didn't really say it out, but she kind of alluded to, you know, the fights have been pretty bad. Um, but it's like everybody in their mama knew y'all was going to have issues because the whole thing just was a mess. How y'all got together. He don't want to be filmed. Yeah, that's like anytime a man, yeah, making you pick your livelihood or him and shit like that. And when she was like, yeah, he told me I love to fight. You know what I'm saying? Girl, and you, Mm. you. You still here trying to make it work, like, and, it, and when he has made it abundantly clear that he's not interested in making it work. Period. At this point, the conversation y'all need to be having is: Are we gonna fake it till we make it, or are we gonna go ahead and get this divorce popping? It like to me, it ain't really nothing else to talk about because he he has not shown he wants to be with you at all. And, and you both. should not want to be with him. After the being with Matt Jordan, his crazy ass, what was that, season before last? Like, you should not want to deal with this at all. And I get it, you want the fairy tale marriage and you want, you know, a nuclear family, but not at the expense of your safety and your sanity. Mark ain't that damn fine. And you a beautiful woman, you can get another fine nigga. Exactly. So it's just like, what's teeth, Kenya? Because even Candy was like, I mean, girl, like, why am I over here? And Candy, <laughs> like, Ugh, if it's okay. that bad, then you, you you know what to do. Like, don't you don't have to settle for being disrespected just because he is the father of your child and your husband. They got divorced for a reason, baby. The tools are there. They are there. And just to end this with a little bit of shade, I couldn't tell or not, but I was like, is that a smoke detector going off in the background in King's house? It was, because I thought it was my shit. I was like, I just changed every single smoke detector at daylight savings time or whatever. When we fought, we fell back, I changed all the smoke detector batteries. I know that ain't my shit, child. And that house was looking a mess. Mm. But ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging that because you got a newborn, you got a newborn and, and you a new time mama. mama, and I'm not judging that. But I just, You're I the situation. yeah, you like all the red flags have been there. You and Portia, and y'all ran head first because y'all felt so pressured to be married and have kids. 
Like, it's time to stop doing shit like that because look where you end up. You worse off than you started. And I'm not talking about the kid. The babies are a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But everything else emotionally and mentally has fallen apart for you because you so busy trying to live up to societal standards. There is no way you can be fulfilled without getting married and having kids. That shit is not the end of the world if you don't do it. But for y'all specifically, y'all have the connections and enough money to have children without going yes. to these men. Absolutely. If that was what you really wanted. Because there's, to me, there's really no justification for either of y'all to rush into a marriage. Like, that was just a stupid decision that y'all made. But as far as the children, y'all have to put up with the shit. The, the children are here now. And y'all not doing them any favors going through hell with their fathers for whatever reason you're choosing to go through this hell. Because these men, they love their they kids, but they don't love them enough to not be out here in these streets wilding. So why are you trying to make a whole house husband? Why are y'all doing it? I say cut your losses, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so that's the end of Real Housewives of Atlanta. We are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with the rest of the trash the more interesting trash if we're gonna be quite honest yeah hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com slash store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, coworkers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. We back, and we about to get this trash that they call the season finale of Black Ink New York out the way because it was fucking terrible. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Beat my ass if I ever suggest an adult prom. Please. Because that's... You had your opportunity. All you had to do was take your funky ass to high school and try to graduate with above a C, a D average. Now, this ain't even college. A D will get you out the door. For real, for real. Y'all are 40 fucking years old talking about an adult prom and arguing over prom king and prom queen. Y'all. Put just thrown a party. Hello. Y'all always do. I would have just thrown some type of non prom theme party or some shit and called it a fucking day. Black yeah. You good. Matter of fact, y'all so you so fucking. Fuck. 
Steve's is not no great business, man. I don't give a fuck what y'all keep saying. I don't give a fuck how many shops he didn't opened up. He's not some great business person. He ain't no candy barres. Because if he did, he would have turned that shit into the first annual Black Ink fundraiser black tie event. And he would have went with going to people's pockets and doing charity to give back to the communities he is opening these shops in. So no, and took and then made it a tax write-off. No, you ain't no bit no good businessman. You a self-serving, bald-headed, side-tooth missing piece of shit, and that's just what the fuck it is. Yeah. But before we get there, Donna, did you think you was gonna get away with misspelling perseverance? <laughs> did you truly think you were going to get away with spelling perseverance? That lady sent notices to everybody that worked in that fucking shop. And use full legal names. What no shop names and no nicknames. David, Theodore, yep. Walter. Listen, she said I'm going to go through the proper channels because this bitch got me fucked up as fucked up as her goddamn missing two fields. But the fact that you let that woman walk out of that shop with that misspelled fucking tattoo sprawled across her fucking back and did not say, "Hey, hun, let's uh." So I well, fucked because she didn't know she spelled it wrong. Yeah, and and she the, spelled it right. And the, she talking about well, she ain't know I misspelled it either. Uh, bitch. You supposed to be the one that knew how to spell it. You the she tattoo artist, that bitch. You. Donna is supposed to be an apprentice. Why is nobody doing quality control checks on these tattoos before she start them? Wait, she's supposed this to be is, an apprentice. Yeah, she's not a full tattoo artist. artist. No. My favorite part <laughs> is when they show. All of her bad tattoos. And, and this nigga, yes, Alex talking about she's a great artist. Where I can count on, I can count on one finger the number of good tattoos Donna did. And you ain't gonna put on one. Yeah, it was the one, and it was a rose that was black and white or some shit like that. It was real bottom basement as far as tattooing skill. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. But who's doing quality control? Why is no why is an, an advanced artist in the shop not checking what she's stenciling before she put it on somebody's body? Again, C's not a great business person, is not good at running black ink, should be truly thankful for big fish, or your shops would have been shut down by now. You wouldn't have as many shops, and the ones in New York would have been closed. Shit. Correct. And she gonna act like it ain't no big deal. Well, I'm not about to I'm not about to stress over a bitch, you should. Your reputation on the motherfucking line, your job on the line, bitch, you should absolutely be stressed about it. And it shouldn't have took some shit coming in the mail for your superiors to know what the fuck happened. Hey, I fucked up a client's tattoo. We've rescheduled it to do a cover up and figure it out. Can y'all give me some ideas, some suggestions? Um, I want to get this. Yeah, I was like, I'll be like, I want to get this taken care of before it turns into anything legal. Whatever the fuck. She seemed like she wanted to try to convince the girl that it's okay. And I'm confused on that. Because why would anybody be okay with having a tattoo? With having perseverance. All the way across. Stay whole back. But you know what? I don't feel sorry for that lady. Because that's what you get for getting that goddamn G-Unit tattoo across your motherfucking <laughs> shoulders like that. I can tell I you mean, that. Because for me, I'm like, if I'm going to get some words tattooed on me, I'm going to have them written out. Yeah. This is exactly what I want you to do. Like, you, I feel like a tattoo artist should not be freehanding with spelling when they're doing a tattoo. No, I don't think so either. Like, you need to have Google pulled up. Hey, yeah. Alexa. Hey, Siri. How do you spell perseverance? 
No, not you, Siri. Shut your ass up. Oh, she really trying to get active. She like, yeah, how you feel? I'm going to tell you in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, Donna's a whole boss on Alex. Well, I mean, I don't expect much from Alex. Yeah, yeah, I really don't. I, really... I mean, he proposing to a bitch she fucked in the shower while she had a whole nigga. So, I mean, not shower. My first thing, though, before we move on, why is um, Torta Face Crystal back in the shop? When did she get her job back? I- I don't remember them hiring her back. I think they brought her back a couple of episodes ago at that Brooklyn shop opening. But when did London come back? Did y'all see her in the cut? Yeah, she's been back for a minute too. They just yeah, she just hasn't been been filming as much. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know why y'all brought Crystal back. She don't bring nothing but problems. But anyway, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Um, I got I got a huge problem with C's assistant meddling in his yeah. private life and him not checking it. Yeah. Um, C do not want Crystal. Period. He does, not. he does not want her. He does not see her like that. He wants to co-parent, get his daughter grown and gone into college, and move about his day. He. Let me tell you something. I don't care how much bone matter they shaved off that fucking jaw. You still look like the same fucking crystal bitch. We on Ashley levels now. You look like the same slack jaw, special needs ass bitch that you always look like. You look like you read with your finger under the words, bitch, and ain't no amount of jaw reconstruction gonna change that. Bitch, you done spent your 38th birthday trying to get the attention of a nigga that don't want to pay you no attention. Then involved his mammy and every fucking thing. They had a family dinner, family dinner and shit for your birthday, and you just sitting there looking the fuck stupid, looking like Droopy the fucking dog. Why your daughter shading the fuck out of you? The daughter is is not with that shit. She just want her parents to co-parent and go the fuck on. Correct. Spend her daddy money. Oh, Crystal do look like Droopy Dog. She does. She do. That was she accurate. Do. Mm-hmm. She do. She do. She but yeah, do. you need his ass beat because you're doing way too much. Like, you've overstepped your boundaries. But I also feel like, if we're going to be honest, Caesar has really been grasping at straws for a storyline this season. He truly has. Yes. He yes. truly has. This kitty shit. This kitty shit, this yep. kitty shit is yep. grasping at straws. It's a, Again, like even if Kitty fuck Ryan, you and Ryan are not BFFs. You and Ryan are not nearly that close. Ryan literally has posted pictures with C's for VH1 photo ops, literally. Or if they see each other at a tattoo convention, and he posts his friends all day, every day. Right. His whole timeline ain't nothing but him, for Don, a nigga that they work out with, and Rachel. Like that's his whole time. The whole fucking timeline, and and. Taking bookings for tattoos and shit. Right. Child, listen. Listen, I tweeted I mean, uh, Black Ink did on Twitter today. Like, y'all really played in my fucking face with this storyline. Like, y'all didn't have nothing else for this motherfucker to do with other than this tired-ass storyline. Girl, we don't give a fuck who Kitty may or may not fucking sh- Nobody else should. As many as these motherfuckers gonna fuck in and out of the shop, this the best y'all could grasp for a fucking storyline? We don't care. And I would, I really feel like Big Fish should hire us. Because I definitely would have been in the, in the room like, listen, we don't need to stay with one shot more than two, maybe three seats. Listen, I agree. after that, we need to move to a different shop and just kind of make it an anthology reality TV show. 
because mm-hmm. we have been in Black Ink One Two Five for so long, or One Thirteen, sorry, for so long that now most of the people don't have shit to, to do. The new people can't even stand up on their own two feet because they come in the shop fighting with the old people. At this point, it's like what needed to be done has been done. So while we are still in this shop with these same people, I don't get it. Like y'all should have been moved to a different shop. And you got multiple shops within his brand to move to. Like why not move to 125 so we can see what 125 is like. Why not move to the Atlanta? Well, probably not the Atlanta shop. They not here for that yeah, shit. Yeah, I've been to um, the Where else he got shop? The Orlando shop. The New Orleans shop. I feel like that was a completely missed opportunity to hand the baton off to New Orleans. They had all that fucking drama. Asses was beat. Liquor was stolen. Shops <laughs> was vandalized. Let's fucking talk about it. Like, and y'all are constantly and constantly focusing on these bum bozo motherfuckers in New York. Like, again, when the Brooklyn shop opened, the whole focus should have shifted to the Brooklyn shop. Let's get to know the artists. Let's get to know the artists in the Brooklyn shop. Yeah, and, and the thing is, you're the owner, so wherever you film, you are going to get a check. Because all you gonna have to do is take your ass down to your to your over to your other shops. I do not get constantly focusing on these people who are doing absolutely nothing. The best part of this season was bringing Puma back in and seeing how you never should have let him walk out that fucking shop because of Duchess. That's the only thing. That's my that's my only takeaway from this season because everything else was super fucking high school bozo bullshit. Fighting over who fucking who and who doing what and this shit is tired. Speaking of tired, we get to this fucking prom and everybody looking the fucking fool. (laughs) Y'all motherfuckers that had a prom and don't even know how to dress for it. Mm. Just looking stupid as fuck. Well, they were synonymous with verbal ball, so. Mm. Well, well, somebody ended up getting assaulted on this episode, so. (laughs) Fell in line. Um, hey, and we gonna be drinking them. Thanks for the free liquor, bitch. <laughs> we appreciate you. Um, I just we get to this prom. First of all, I'm sick of Scott Messy ass. She has added absolutely no value uh. to this show. For the last several seasons, she's been grasping at straws. She invited yeah. Kitty to this prom after you are the reason Kitty was fired. Yes. And the fact that Kitty showed up and did not punch Sky in her face is very fucking weird to me because I would have showed up in fighting material. I would have had hands for every fucking body. I would have knocked Sky the fuck out. I would have knocked Tati the fuck out. I would have knocked Donna the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But it's. We here. Donna got a lot of fucking nerve speaking on anything. Bitch, you cannot pay your taxes. You cannot uh, do spell right, bitch. You got bigger issues. You so worried about what the fuck Kitty doing, bitch. And it's a woman walking around in New York with perseverance misspelled like a motherfucker. You need to sit the... You just need to sit the fuck down and shut up, bitch. Not to mention, you cheated on a nigga and got caught fucking in a stall and it was all over Instagram and Twitter. Bitch, who are you? You have no moral compass, bitch. You about to make me get like Curtis. What morals do you have, bitch, to be even speaking on what the next woman doing? 
Whether she lying or not, bitch, you a cheater. You don't have no morals. You don't have no teeth. You don't have no marriage that you're hounding a nigga who also don't have no teeth for. Like, Donna, you got bigger priorities, bitch. That's the Dragon Ball cunt with that blue ass Peruvian ass wig. That uh, looking like a listen that old ass church bitch wig dyed a a nasty color bitch ecto cooler ass wig bitch. What's wrong with you? You (laughs) had a lot of fucking nerves, bitch, with that booger ass wig on your motherfucking head. What the fuck is a princess? She said, "I'm the princess. Alice is the prince." And her stud ex that she carting around for some reason, maybe she need a check. Is the princess? What the fuck do that mean? You can make up words, but you can't spell real words. Listen, you need your fucking ass beat, bitch. We are tired of you, bitch. You have a lot of motherfucking nerve and audacity. Um, furthermore, let, now let's move to the, we've been trying to figure out, cause they talking about, yeah, Kitty been sending text messages to Tati talking shit and we don't know why, just for us to fucking know why. Y'all done set up here and played in our motherfucking face, the lied on that girl making it seem like she has no absolute reason to be coming at y'all like that. And she absolutely does. Because come to find out, Tati was down at Essence Festival, and she's the one that's run, ran back and told Ryan that Kitty fucked Ryan, and she saw yeah, with her own eyes. Bitch, Kitty don't even look like the type of woman that need no third party in the bedroom with her. How did you see it? What did you see? Where is the proof? Just because you saw them interacting? Clearly, you were interacting, too, because they showed a picture of all three of y'all. You exactly. Fucking mess. Let me tell you that. Listen, you, you are one miserable. You are one miserable, bad built, drug habit having, uh, a felony charge catching ass bitch. You got all this shit going on, and again, yet another one worrying about what the fuck Kitty doing. Bitch, you finna do jail time. Not bitch, you got caught with you got caught with drugs, drugs, bitch. You speaking on somebody pussy while you a fucking crackhead. And you failed your drug test. Your court appointed drug test. Bitch, you are a motherfucking drug addict. You got bigger fish to fry, bitch. We don't know what the fuck you saw because you could have been high out your fucking mind at Essence Fest. We don't fuck, why does it matter? And listen, let me tell you something. Not only see you see talk to remind me a lot of women on Twitter because you can't in one breath say why does it matter who Kitty may or may not fuck? Then turn right back around and say, oh, Kitty, uh, fuck this nigga. Is it Uchiwale on one mic, bitch? Yes or no? Is it pick me or womanist, bitch? I want to know. And you don't get to expose somebody's alleged secret talking about it's not that big of a deal. If it's not that big of a deal, then why the fuck are you talking on? Why are you speaking Why do you care? If it's not that big of a deal. Then you're going to sit up there and call that woman a liar to her face because she don't want to go along with what you were saying. And I'm, to be honest, if I was in Kitty's shoes, even if I did fuck Ryan, I wouldn't be admitting shit because that's my business. You don't get to tell my business. And, and you ain't gonna I'm fuck gonna up my dick to me. If Ryan ain't posting no bitches on his page, and I ain't posting nobody on my fucking page, we trying to stay low and have orgasms, bitch, who is you? Exactly. And you should understand because you fucking gems now. And try to stay low and deal with that. Bitch, the fucking hell. I'm just sick of the lies. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to see. See, you stood there and, and let Teddy dog the fuck out of you at every fucking turn in that shop. But now, hey, listen, and now all of a sudden you cutting for C's. If you just want honesty, girl, fuck you. Uh, suck a dick. Die. Right. 
as much carrying on as you did for how they was uh, quote unquote treating Kitty earlier in the season. Now you finna turn on her and lie to a nigga that done let a nigga who built like a fucking Chevy Subaru dog you the fuck out. Right. Now you gonna not lie to him, girl. Fuck you, Teddy. Bitch, what happened to the girl code? Mm. The t- the Tati code, I guess. Hell. And that's why Kitty put hands and feet on your ass because you deserved it. Exactly. I'll beat your ass too. You lying on me. You lying to my face. And what was the point of Kitty even, I'm not Kitty, of Tati doing that at the prom? Again, all of this was just a setup for y'all to dog Kitty some more. And I don't know why Kitty is agreeing. Yeah, I don't know why she came, but I'll tell you what. Crystal start trying to get buck and she threw that drink right in your fucking face, bitch. You is not no fighter. You never have been a fighter, bitch. You couldn't even fight to keep your motherfucking relationship with your baby daddy. So then you just resorted to throwing a nigga in jail for child support, bitch. Seas do not want you. And Kitty said it very clearly. You doing all of this and he don't fucking want you. He don't want to be bothered. He don't see it for you. Stop fucking playing in my face. Bitch, every time she, every time Kitty, I, I don't give a fuck about Caesar, and I don't see why Kitty ever fucked him, to be honest, but the fact remains, every time she spread her leg to that man, he was singled in the motherfucker, so what are you so mad about? What's she fucking her way to the top for? What top is she? What top? How, what, how much is Caesar worth? A million, two million dollars at this point? I think maybe three, maybe three or four. But it wasn't the, it wasn't in the tens of millions. You acting like she making a super duper fucking come up. Girl, fuck you. And when she Molly whopped Tati, I too was I I was excited and I appreciated yeah, that. I'm about the negativity. It ain't even negativity. That was an ass whooping well deserved that you running your mouth about some shit that don't pertain to you. Period. You got all this shit going on. You fucking through the shop every chance. You fucking through the black ink brand every chance you get. You doing crack. You can't pass a drug test. You can't keep Teddy interested. You almost lost gems. You about to go to jail. You built like an empanada. Your hair is uneven. Your hair is uneven, bitch. You smell like mild taco sauce from Taco Bell. You your mom probably built like Dirty Explorer, and your daddy probably looked like Diego, bitch. I don't know what's wrong with you, but stay the fuck with Jim helping you to orgasm so you can squirt refried beans. Ooh, Curtis, <laughs> green chili sauce. Bitch, you got a lot of nerve. Leave us a leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> And so <laughs> that was how the show ended. The season ended, and that's the end of the season. I don't like how they ended on a fight, though, because I don't want to watch next season. Yeah, I really don't want to watch next season, but now I got to watch to see what the fuck Kitty got up her sleeve, because Kitty Kitty is is about to tack from every angle now. Y'all done played in her fucking face. She about to at least get a check. I guarantee probably at this moment, C's and his lawyers is probably trying to settle with hers and her lawyers at this point. So I hated this ending. You could have, they didn't give us no up-to-date information or no shit like that. Oh, Fuck y'all. No nothing. But that was the season finale. Um, like Curtis say, I really don't want to watch this next season. I'm, I'm good. This was so useless. Got nothing from it. 
The only way I would watch next season is if, in some form or fashion, Duchess comes back to the show and she opened up a shop in New York. Now that would get the people going. Either that, I would tune in if maybe if Kevin came back and him and Mike got together or something. But outside of that. Yeah, it's a pass for me. Kevin, I don't want to see Kevin back on the show. No, he too good. He too good. I would rather see Cat get a show. So big ass guns mm. but that was it for black ink we i'm about to throw it to jeremy so we could get this dragon for married to medicine and get y'all up out of here because mm. roll up my sleeves and sit up in my chair properly roll them back down though we ain't got that much time married to medicine season seven episode 11 god damn they're already on episode 11 um busted cabo um it picks up where the last episode left off they still on the i guess the aftermath of the the dance off and heavenly and damon's prize is a pair of edible panties which gross i don't want to think about edible bulldogs fucking please leave us alone them um, was trash i'm sorry mm-hmm. i was gonna get that friend they were trash. trash though. They were trash. They were cheap. They were looking like heavily wig. It was just a mess. It was just a mess all around. I was like, like, we gave Cecil and Simone a lot of flowers the last episode, but it don't look like they put a complete trip together. It looked like they were the don't. cheapest options. And Everything I, was so cheap. I'm like, yeah. is is whatever production company not paying for the trip? Like they paying out of pocket? Like I just did not understand why they went so cheap with the accommodation. Because yeah, they don't usually do that. Bullshit. Definitely was, did. Yeah. Mexico. Um, yes. Now, I have a question that I wanted to pose, propose to my friend because I could not tell. Did y'all think that they put Quad's room further from everybody else to be shaded or not? Because I couldn't tell. Even if it was shade, like, y'all doing her, her a favor. She's single. Why would she want to stay in the side of the hotel with a bunch of couples? Especially y'all. Y'all trash, and she don't like y'all. True. And she don't have and no reason not. to like y'all. I would be happy yeah. if I was, and she seemed perfectly fine with it. I would have been too. I'm single. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to get me some, some, some pinga. I don't want to be <laughs> by y'all. She said to herself, "I don't want to be around y'all husbands. You ain't got to share your husband with me. I don't like the none of them fine. Cecil's the finest, but you know, I don't think he called type." Yeah, and Doctor Scott, I don't think either one of them her type. Which I mean, they should because considering what you think. But anyway, <laughs> mm. you know, well, I didn't see the shade, and even if it was shade, it was failed shade because they did her a favor, in my estimation. Well, I agree with that assessment, friend. Uh, speaking of Cecil and Simone, at dinner they wish wish Cecil and Simone a happy anniversary. They called them great people, which I'm like, yeah, maybe one and a half, but that's just me. Being shady. We ain't got the uh, Simone is not a great person. At all. That's ain't no half. <laughs> she is literally the worst half in that relationship. She the worst looking half, the worst acting half, the worst attitude having half, the worst the work sex giving half. She's she's not it. Mm. She's not that deal. All that you don't even, you don't even you suck. You can't even suck the skin off a dick. Girl, I know you fucking lying. That snapper must be A1, because otherwise I don't see no reason for Cecil to be there. But. Mm. Well, speaking of being there, they, Toya, fat ass, asked Buffy how she feels about the trip and about the group as a whole. And Buffy says she did not like the infertile comment that Dr. Jackie made at her book showing, open whatever book. 
now. Well, yeah, whatever that was. Now. That Venus party. <sighs> Dr. Jackie. I usually like Dr. Jackie. However, Miss Ma'am Bitch. Tell them, London. You dead in the fucking wrong. And I was definitely, I agree with Cecil and Simone when they said in their confession, I was deeply disappointed in you acting the way that you acted. Because as we discussed in the group chat, while, I mean, not the group chat, the pregame, while you may not, not have meant it in a malicious way and malicious intent, Buffy took it that way. And not only did she take it that way and she was well within her right to take it that way, you told her business that you did not discuss with her to a whole room full of goddamn strangers who did not know her. Then you lied and put sauce on it, as Candace said, because Buffy never told you that she was infertile. She said that they had had problems and they, what it was, Candace, like they had given up because it was a whole lot of pro a process and a whole did lot. Did they just have problems conceiving and they yes. both were older. Her husband looks older. She's in her early yes. 40s. It's a lot yes. of money. Yes. But she never came out and said she could not conceive and that she was infertile. Right. And so it was even just, if even she if she was, you doctor, you know how sensitive this stuff is. Girl, consent, consent, consent. What did the fuck is you? And when, Buff, and when Buffy said, I did not like that. And she wasn't mean. She wasn't nasty. She said, you know, I just, I didn't like that. It caught me by surprise. And Jackie going to say, well, I should be able to discuss things that go on with my friends. No, you shouldn't. Without all, my permission, y'all not friends. Y'all are not friends. And then she, when she was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to take your pain and make it something, something. You don't get to take somebody else's pain and experiences and use it for your benefit and then get mad when they check your ass about it. Because that's my issue. I don't, you know, we've already talked about what Jackie did to get us to this point. My issue is as much shit as you talk, as much hell that Mariah put you through and you sat down and you apologized over and over to get right with Mariah, who, if anybody, you should have let the relationship die would be with her. You sit up here and you did all of that, Jackie. And then when the shit is thrown in your face about some more shit that you did, you can't handle it. You sit up and you upset that people get are holding you accountable for the shit that you said. When your whole purpose on this fucking show, so yeah, and you, your whole stick on this show is about holding people accountable for their actions. You can't do it. But you, well, I, I'm, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm beyond. I'm done. I'm over. I won't say nothing else to you. We ain't friends. We ain't this bitch. What? No, not even that. Not even that. Don't say nothing else to me about it, bitch. Imagine you offending me, then saying I can't say something about you offending me, bitch. I know you got me fucked up, Dr. Jackie. Ma'am, I know good and fucking well you're not getting on a high horse about well, I should be able to talk about your business. Girl, when your husband cheated on you from here to from 285 to 20, your friends, people that are way closer to you than Buffy, you told them to mind their goddamn business. I know you fucking lying to me saying you had the authority to tell Buffy's business, which you did not tell accurately, putting sauce on it for your trying to make it be all, oh, I'm for every woman. But meanwhile, you up here treating another woman like trash. Dr. Jackie, you need your face slapped. And then acting all big and bad like you really gonna do something. Like, girl, Just you, you caught them off guard. That don't mean shit. Your little frail ass. You better Listen, shut the fuck up, Jackie. Jackie, you didn't have this much smoke for the nigga that cheated on you. I know you fucking lying to me. She had this much smoke for no damn body. 
Listen. But like I right, said, listen. you can't stand to be wrong so bad that you lashed out at the whole fucking group. You over there having little side conversations and laughing with Curtis while you gonna sit up there and upset the whole fucking table and the whole goddamn dinner. On a couple's trip at that, you causing havoc with other couples. Instead of just being a grown bitch about your shit and sincerely apologizing and seeing where she's coming from, like, girl, fuck you. And Jeremy said he had some smoke for Heavenly at this part. And talking about you should have brought that to her. The only problem I had, you should have brought that to her in private. She didn't tell the world I was infertile in private. Why I got to bring shit to her in private? If we haven't opened this open and honest conversations about my business in a room full of fucking strangers, I know amongst a group of friends I could call you on your bullshit. Not only that, just because you believe that she did not do that with the malicious part, that is that does not absolve her of the wrongdoing. At all. She still got to be held accountable for what she did, whether she meant it maliciously or not. We know she didn't mean it maliciously because she a fucking dean bag. Right. She's not smart enough or shady enough to have meant that maliciously, which makes it even more stupid that you sit here being upset about being called out for it. You should know and have expected to be called out about it because you know that that was wrong to do. Right. And Dr. Heavily not having the self-awareness, bitch, first of all, this has nothing to do with you. This literally is between Buffy and Dr. Jackie. When you just like the episode of before apologize for getting into the shit with, I think, was it Mariah and Toya? You just apologized. I mean, that gave me I'm going to fight for Jackie because Jackie not going to fight only for Jackie to be like, it's a new girl in town. Ain't no new girl. You the same dusty ass tired bitch. And as much roses as we give you for being an outstanding doctor and doing what you got to do with your life to make yourself happy, absent of kids, you get on here looking so fucking stupid. Like, you definitely are second behind Contessa with Bozo of the season. Mm-hmm. Yes, you definitely are, Jackie. And Heavenly. And that's saying a lot. The competition amongst Toya and Mariah and y'all two are the highest dummies. Mm. Damn, you hate to see it. I hate to see it. And I Great doctors, it. terrible bitches. Like, God damn. That might be a show title, Curtis. Bitches <laughs> over borders, God, leave. Bitches, bitches over, over trouble That's waters. the show title. Tr- <clears throat> but yes, Dr. Heavenly, fuck you. Let Heavenly is a lesson that when your friends out here looking the fuck stupid, you shut the fuck up trying to defend them and why are they looking the fuck stupid because you're going to end up looking the fuck stupid. As you did. She definitely she t- for you to get taken to the bathroom and came back with your tail between your legs. Out there looking the fuck stupid. Exactly. Defending but, somebody but, that was dead ass wrong. Heavenly must right. be on Twitter. Listen, I was going to say, Heavenly remind me of you motherfuckers that be defending motherfuckers scamming that Essence Fest and shit. Although it ain't, okay. It ain't even just mm. Twitter though. Like it's all over the internet. People do that all the Because a lot of people mistakenly feel like loyalty means letting your friends slide when they wrong and only mm. checking them in the dark but if they wilding out in the light they gonna get checked in the light and they might get their lights punched out (laughs) that's just i don't i it's no way i could in good conscience not tell you how foul something was regardless of what the intention was intention does not diminish how something actually landed yeah yeah, yeah it, do, it doesn't at all. It's, it's them old not to know that. Buffett, 
And Buffy said that, like, I know you didn't mean it malicious, but what I'm saying to you is that it hurt me. And the fact that you up here, Jack, is just saying, girl, fuck it, I don't give, I mean, I give a fuck, but not really. And that's just that on that. And then for Heavenly to defend it. Meanwhile, Toya, of all fucking people over there, like, look, baby, this, it hurt her, heal her out. When you have Toya having a point, girl, you need your face slapped. I mean, we ain't even got to go that far. Imagine an OBGYN. Mm. Discussing your like fertility issues publicly by someone by you saying that. Well, I heard I turned my pain into work. That, bitch, that's on you. That's on you. Keyword talk about talk pain. about talk about your eggs being dried up, bitch. I, this is not a conversation I'm ready to have yet. And when I'm ready to have it, allow me to come and discuss it. If you wanted to see if Buffy wanted to discuss her issues. Uh, getting pregnant and carrying a child full term, you should have allowed her to come up on that stage and speak with you. But you were being so narcissistic and self-serving that you wanted the whole spotlight on you, and you end up making a goddamn fool out yourself. Girl, fuck you. Go to hell. Curtis hasn't pulled your whole card on that is wild to me. Super. But we know he ain't gonna do shit because he's still trying to he's still trying to keep himself in the door. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of next day, here go Dr. Jackie talking with Curtis like I've been on this apology to ma'am, it's been just been two apologies. Two. Two two that were two that were uh deserved, if you ask me. You was bone carrying with that Mariah shit, which while I'm sick of it, you just added more fuel to the fire that you didn't need to. Um, and the shit with Buffy, you've not been on an apology to a bitch, but you have been wrong in the two times you apologized. Right. And you that's on you. But again, you don't like to be wrong, so you don't like the fact that you even had to apologize. So now you feel like I've apologized enough. But if you keep doing different shit to apologize for the bitch, you just gonna have to be a I'm sorry ass motherfucker. Right. And be like, well, I already apologized to Mariah and to who and to Quad and whoever the fuck else. So I don't need to apologize to you. That's not how that works. At all. If you offended that woman, you owe her a motherfucking apology. The story. And you keep doing shit. It'd be one thing because we dragged Quad um for keeping that bone that on uh, cloud over Simone here. But Jackie, you keep doing shit to different people over and over again. Long face, bitch, girl, fuck you. That's what I do got to say. Raccoon ass eyes. Get the fuck out of here, Jackie. Seriously. Speaking of of long faces, that bus ride didn't last long because that motherfucker broke down. As we said, cheap. They went for all the cheap. Like, y'all, at the very least, now, they, Simone and Cecil were doing a lot, talking about a a limo, but y'all could have at least got some escalades or something. Something. Like, it did not make no sense for y'all to be breaking And then, to- Toya, nobody's going to see you on the side of the road. Bitch, we in Mexico. I don't want to be on the side of no fucking road, bitch. What's wrong yeah, with you? Just like she said, she's like, we don't do this in Atlanta. What you yeah, doing? exactly. I couldn't even hold Toya for cutting up because I would, too. Well, bitch, y'all got, y'all got me fucked up. Exactly. Then telling me to then telling me to get over it, girl. I, I almost went very dark. Um, <laughs> but they eventually get to the place where they hanging out and eating and stuff. And <laughs> I'm finna throw this to Candace. <laughs> Cause they get there. Doctor Damon decides. You know what? I want. I'm gonna have me a few drinks. Uh, I'm gonna have me a few drinks. 
Let me tell you something. He don't need to drink. He don't need to be drinking. He get too wild when he drink. He got to stop drinking. Dr. Jackie, can you just go over there and tell Dr. Damon to stop drinking? First of all, bitch, you are 60. Dr. Damon, 60. You not finna sit up here and tell a grown man what he can and can't do. If he wants to get drunk and show his whole dick and balls, that's just what the fuck it is, and he got to deal with the consequences of his actions later. But and when somebody's like, uh, Heavenly, can you just let him be a grown man? No. Bitch, you got control issues, and again, your upbringing always rearing his ugly head, bitch. Go back and talk to that doctor with the perm. Because you got some serious fucking issues if you think you're going to police with a grown man is drinking on a fucking vacation. So if he get drunk and wild out on vacation, bitch, so what? Imagine heavenly saying All the fighting you bitches do on these vacations and he can't wild out and show his ass after he has some whiskey. I don't know, clearly he had no intention of doing any of that. He was just trying to have himself a drink. He even said it. He's like, I've been dealing with her mouth for 22 years. She can let me have one fucking day and have some drinks with my friend. The other men sitting right there, they're not gonna let him wild out. He's better than me because I should I I probably do the drink in her face. Well, you need it. Yeah, that, that shit pissed me off. And lastly, come on, Jeremy, come on in with the insufferable Contessa, whatever the bitch name is. Coon Tessa. Tessa. Coon te- yes, you back the Coon Tessa bitch. So, so that's Adela, all you've been doing. Coon into your hearts for ten. At dinner, Simone decides they're going to have a game saying that they're going to be messy but not messy. And they get to talking about um, the household and supporting your partner's dreams and things of this nature. And Contessa takes this opportunity, as Dr. Scott so eloquently said, and you tell that man, he said that Contessa took this opportunity to take what they were talking about in general and take it personal and throw Scott under the bus again in front of their entire friends. And I am t- again, and I am tired of Coon Tessa. I want you to be slapped in the mouth with the shit. Like what pisses me, what pisses me off about Contessa is that the further we get into the season, and the more of a bozo she looks like, the more she wants to blame Scott for the shit. Because now she acting like because she decided to drop out of school. Scott has never supported her. She don't feel no love. She don't feel no support. This, that, and the other. Which and is it's a like because we had the material on Scott this show. Her. Now, outside of things happening off the show that we don't see, what has been presented on the show is that Scott has always been a very loving and supporting husband. Like Candace ran the shit down all the way from your breast to your crackhead ass cancer having daddy. He has been there. That came out very. I did not mean it that way. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to try. <laughs> that came out worse than I meant it but I'm just saying from the root into the two that that man has been there supporting you raising the kids doing what he needs to do and for you to compare him getting a new job in the same city to you going to fucking Memphis and leaving your kids behind to get a brand new fucking degree Mm. Those are not the same. Then she tried to make it a gender issue. Oh, well, men can do whatever they want, and we women, we no, you're not we women. 
you was already doing what you wanted to do, and you did it without making sure your family was gonna be straight. Because let me let was trying to drag. Let me tell you how we would put our hand up Scott's ass and drag him by the by the prostate had he pulled a Contessa. Had he decided he wanted to go to school in Nashville, get a whole nother degree, leave her there to work, take care of the finances, the kids, and everything in between, we would be dragging him. He would not see the light of day on this show. It would be a constant drag. This is not gender related. This is you constantly making me decisions. Me, me, me. And when the shit don't work out, you want to blame Scott. Scott never told that woman to stop going to school. He never did. She she pulled out of the program. And he told her, I don't want you to pull out because I don't want you to resent me for it. What, what exactly happened? She resented him for some shit that he told her not to do. Girl, fuck you. And y'all were not in a position where you didn't have any other options than to, to drop out of that program. Right. And you never thought any of this that. through, Contessa, and you resenting this man for you fucking up, and that is not fair. You can't pull no gender shit when you... This ain't got shit to do with gender. You just being a bozo. You being a complete bozo and insufferable bitch, and I hate to see it because I definitely used to like you, but now I hate you, well, at least in, re- in relation mm-hmm. to the show, because you are being so fucking oh, no. trash. I got my and just like you are so insufferable that your husband don't even want to sit next to you in the confessional. Nigga was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Nigga just and got I, up and walked away. I don't blame him. Because imagine you, you treat him real bad. Listen, and then what pissed me off even more, because Dr. Damon said, well, you know, if Heavenly decided to do that, I would just have to, you know, figure it out. And then Which is exactly what Scott did. And well, she, exactly and Heavenly, like, that's what real men do. And he like, no, that's what your man do. That's what your man did too, bitch. And you took it for granted. Right now, you don't get to you don't get to take my efforts for granted and then expect me to get behind you 100. percent Some gotta give. I, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna kiss your ass and bear the brunt of all the responsibility for our relationship, our marriage, our kids, our finances. And you think you're gonna treat me any other kind of fucking way, girl? I will say, suck my dick from the back, but he don't even want no mouth from the goofy bitch. She don't know how to act. Then she going to start crying in the confessional and get up and walk away. Cry, bitch. Suffer. Suffer. Because you've been making that man suffer. Woven by your own hands. Mm -hmm. You created this mess. You're making your husband suffer when he's doing exactly what Damon said. You just trying to figure it out. You've been giving him your ass to kiss. You've been criticizing his every goddamn move. You've been trying to dump all this emotional baggage on him. That's yours to bear, your cross to bear. You the one that needs to be in fucking therapy more than him to be perfectly goddamn honest. And then you're mad that he don't want to deal with your ass. Contessa, fuck. Imagine being in Cabo and choosing mm-hmm. to fight instead of having some amazing sex and trying to get back home track with your you literally talked about going there to fuck and you arguing Mm. i'm gonna be honest with you like we said last week fucking and fighting is a fairy tale you make me mad i don't got nothing for you but he was ready and willing to work on it and and try to gain back the intimacy that y'all have lost and you are so pig-headed that you want him to admit fault that he does not have to admit to because he ain't in the wrong Nope. Mm-hmm. You in the wrong, and you can't admit it. You can't admit, hey, I made a shitty decision. You and Jackie right. got that in common. 
Right. Neither one of y'all can handle making a bad decision and getting called for it or doing you know something you're right. wrong and being called Jackie for said it. That, when Jackie said that, contested with damn sure defending her, you're right. You're right. Y'all dead ass wrong. Both of y'all, some bozo ass motherfucking bitches on here for no fucking reason. I don't get the shit because y'all have been in the top tier of the show for the longest. I mean, Jackie has been pretty boring until she got cheated on. No shade. But Contessa has been a favorite since she got on the show. Even on this, uh, not this, that was her, that was Buffy. But it's like, Contessa has given us a lot. Like when, when she was getting heavenly ass together, yep, mm-hmm. she made me a fan. And now look at you. You're going out like a whole buster. Like, damn. Yeah, you're going to have to retry for next season. I don't got nothing for you for this one. No. And the season almost over. So you. you ain't going to do too much better. We still ain't get to the episode where she said he make the kids resent me. So I know I'm going to still have more smoke for her. So just hold your mule, okay? Mm. Hold your mule because there's more coming. But I th- I, that was all I had for Married to Medicine. I don't know if you had no, more, Jeremy. No, nah, that's the episode, though. All right. Thank you, folks. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. Um, I can attest that Candace can cook. Um, Thanksgiving dinner was uh, lit. The turkey was beautiful. Her and her mama did what they had to do. Hey, Mama White Diamond. Hey. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> mama White Diamond found some Tito's on sale. And when I say she's been nursing that bottle all week. <laughs> her ass was so drunk yesterday, she done spilled the shot on the floor. It took her 20 minutes to clean it up off the floor. She like, the floor still wet. Yeah, nigga, because you didn't get all the Tito's off of it. Between that and her chitlins, she like, anybody want some chitlins? No. You good. That's, that's all for you. You own that. I'm going to have my chitlins. Yeah. And some Listen. So we had a good yeah, we had a good time. Thanksgiving. We hope y'all did too. Um again, the live show is February 29th, 2020. Hopefully y'all are getting yourselves together so you can get your ticket, get your accommodation, get your flights if you need to, all of that good stuff. In the meantime, we still have our 25% sale going on, like I mentioned at the top of the show. So go over to flawlessnoises.com slash store, get you some merch, put Candace to work. Um, Christmas is coming. That'll make a good gift if somebody likes the show. Get them a shirt, get them a fine-ass mama shirt. All of that good stuff. And I ain't got nothing else. We'll see y'all next week. See y'all next week. <laughs>